Hello everyone, and welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I'm your host, Nathan Raglan, and welcome back to Amateur April. For this episode, be prepared for quite the trip, if I do say so myself. Today we have Jimmy Alonzo, a surreal artist whose trippy art is something to behold. He was fun to have on and chat with, and I hope you enjoyed just as much as I did. Feel free to go to the links down below and follow him on whatever social media platform and just see the art firsthand past what I show in this podcast. Also, don't forget to subscribe or follow whatever streaming platform you're listening to the podcast. Merch is available down below in the link. And follow us on Twitter at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements. And now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern art podcast i was gonna say don't you just love when technical difficulties work oh so perfectly <laughs> yes yes i do it fucking it's fucking great i know Give me flashbacks to the pilot episode oh no <laughs> the the pilot episode was a pure nightmare sal you and i both know that that was just hey jimmy was saying like hey surprise i didn't go through it i'm like i wish i went through what you did but what we did <laughs> hey man it was, it was a easy to fix I mean, I, I figured I figured out the easy thing was more or less on my end trying to get shit figured out. So once I got that taken care of, now all we're doing right now is just making sure you guys can come in clearly, which is perfect right now. Um, Sal, I will say, I do see your leg and your arm right now if you really want to get out of the shot. Uh, I would have I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll make an appearance at some point, but let's leave it a surprise for the audience. I'm going to put some shoes on your bed. Just get up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> there we go. There we okay. go. Okay. Uh, anyway, is my is my audio is my audio clear? Your audio is beautifully clear, but definitely not glitching out twenty million different ways like last time. So we're good. <laughs> but it's not super low sounding or raspy or no, anything like that. No, or... no, it's perfectly fine. I may even if it was like overbearing or something like that, I'm able to control it on my end to make sure it's around the range that it needs to be, and I made sure to do that while you were talking that little bit there. So. We're good. Keep the microphone here in case it's not, it can look more professional. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, uh, Sal. Thank you. You. <laughs> you beautiful Jesus. You <laughs> Okay, let's get this show on the road. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, Jimmy, before we get started, I must ask the icebreaker question I ask for every single podcast. What is your most unpopular art opinion? Um... It would be the, the that Klasky Supo's art style is the best art style of the 1990s. Really? Because they're the studio, yeah, because they're the studio that made the Rugrats, and uh, they did the the first three seasons of The Simpsons, and then they did All Real Monsters, and then uh, Wild Thornberries and Duckman. Have you ever watched Duckman? I've seen stuff about Duckman. I've seen clips of it, but I have not sat down and watched the series. I've been meaning to because I understand the humor and the wow. art style of that one is top notch. What? Watch it, man. It's it's so nineties, but it's it's fucking hilarious, man. It's awesome. It's it's also from what I can tell, like really grounded too when it comes to like the family drama aspect of it. So Yeah, you're it's like you, you came here to laugh, but you didn't know you were gonna cry also. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're saying that, that art style is basically the best out of the nineties. Is that a hill you're willing to die on? Yes, because all of a sudden it just became cool to hate on it now and i'm like why when did it ever become cool to hate on like classic rugrat style and shit like come on man 
everyone says a lot of people think it's ugly and i'm like why I, I, why i guess we're the hipsters in this situation because i <laughs> uh but is that hill you're one to die on you said yes uh i guess with that i can't think of a better way to start the postmodern art podcast welcome everyone i am your host nathan raglan uh feel free to subscribe or follow on whatever streaming platform you prefer uh merch is available right now link is in the description below and follow us on twitter at postmod art pod for future updates and guest announcements including today's guest <clears throat> he is a surreal artist whose trippy art grabs the attention every time you see it welcome to the podcast jimmy alonzo how you doing today jimmy i'm doing well man thank you thank you <laughs> Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to sit down and chat. I really do appreciate it. I know this isn't the first time we've talked, but at the same time, it's nice to actually get to know you as the artist more as you, someone making an incredible thumbnail for me. Uh, before we get into the art that you make, though, let's let's take a step back and look at the origin stories of Jimmy. What got you interested in art in the first place? Um. Well, okay. And so in like elementary school, I started drawing a lot, like mm -hmm. in second grade. I was really into, um, like, I was really into dinosaurs because I just saw Jurassic Park three. Oh, <laughs> that was my first. That was my. That was my first Jurassic Park film, and I was really. I got super into dinosaurs, and I was just drawing dinosaurs left and right, and and stuff. And I was watch obviously watching cartoons, you know, like Chalk Zone and SpongeBob, and Ooh, uh, like all the classics. Uh, you know, early, late 90s, early 2000s. Right, right, right. No, it's just one of those, the, the Mecha Chalk Zone. I have not heard that show in a long while, but I had fond memories. That was a great show. Dang. Rudy's got the chalk. <laughs> yeah, Rudy's got the chalk. Rudy's got the chalk. Um, when did for you go from just like a love for art to a passion and potentially a career for you? Oh, uh, well, okay, like I, like I said, in, in second grade, I was into dinosaurs and like third grade or stuff i started drawing more cartoon stuff like nick and cartoon network stuff i i, I drew a lot of <laughs> i used to draw like a lot of pictures of jason and Ghostface and freddy krueger there we go because <laughs> I, I was getting into horror also and uh like around fifth grade that's when i started watching um family guy and south park and i was drawing that all the time and then when we get to middle school that's when I really got into South Park and I was, I was drawing people like as the, in the South Park art style and in the family guy art style mm -hmm. and in the Simpsons art style. Like I was drawing just my random friends in that in those art styles. And that's when I re also really got into mad magazine. There we go. I started, I got into it in 2007. Uh, I was like, this is, this is amazing. And I started watching mad TV and, and, uh, coming come to high school now this is where it changes um, okay and uh i think it was i think it was sophomore year uh we had this uh, i had art class and the art teacher the art teacher that was there he was gonna leave and then a replacement art teacher came in and uh the replacement art teacher showed me this uh this art magazine called uh, high fructose have you heard of it i have not heard of that one before no it's uh it's a contemporary art magazine but it has like a bunch of psychedelic and trippy and like illustration street art and graffiti and okay. and uh, illustration digital like sculpture everything like awesome cool like alternative art 
and he showed me that an issue of that magazine and i was like oh my god this is this is the art i want to do i want to do trippy shit like this man there we go there we go yeah okay Okay. has there always been kind of that desire to make art like your career like has that always been there or was there like a moment for you to where it's just like oh snap i can actually do something more than just draw random doodles in my notebook well, yeah, that's that's when I noticed like this art was like um, pop surrealism, is what it would be called, I guess, okay. or lowbrow art. And uh, I was noting, I was noticing that it was popping up everywhere, and there was a lot of like, like the the 2010s, like that was that was the beginning mm-hmm. of like psychedelic animation, because that's like when Adventure Time started, and Adult Swim was getting more psychedelic with like King Star King, and yeah, and. Uh, they had super jail and like all that trippy stuff that I, I really, really got into. Like, like, and, uh, I'm not, a, I'm not a digital artist. I'm, I'm all traditional, there we you know, go. pens, pencils, markers, all on matte poster board, <laughs> you know? No, absolutely. I was going to say basically all the shows that you've listed and all the, you know, magazines and that teacher, those are all kind of influ- inspirations for the art that you create nowadays. Yeah, and I of course I still I'm still watching cartoons. Never Dude. grew up, still watching them, and will never ever ever stop watching them. Okay, okay, no, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Quick question, rapid fire. Name your number one favorite cartoon. Go, right now. Oh, <laughs> there's hesitation. Uh, Answer. <laughs> one. I guess one off the top of my head, um, uh, close enough. Have you seen Close Enough? I have not HBO seen. Clo- I have not seen Close Enough, but I'm fully aware of it. Uh, and I, I I need HBO Max. That's my biggest issue right now. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Get it and watch Infinity Train. And, what he said. Watch, watch Infinity Train. <laughs> Renew Infinity Train too. Yeah. <laughs> Infinity Train. Close enough. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Close Enough's great. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I, I the the sense of humor and from what I've heard how trippy it can be at times. I can see how that could be an influence for you and such as well. So Yeah, it's from the creator of regular show, so yeah. There we go. There we go. So going back a little bit, you said yourself that that teacher showing you that magazine High Fructose. That was kind of your uh first exposure to the surrealism art that you create. What exactly made you gravitate towards that? Like what about it like appealed to you mentally? Well, 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 first, um, the, the teacher that the art teacher that I had before that teacher, um, mm-hmm. he, he introduced us to surrealism and I started it a little drawing it a little bit with him. And all of a sudden he, he left and, and then this new guy came in and he, uh, can I show you the magazine? Yeah, can sure. Go ahead. You? Go ahead. Here. Our audio listeners are going to absolutely love this, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is that the same exact one that that teacher showed you? This is the exact issue he gave me, and I still have it to the oh, day. Here it is. Wow. Here it is. Yeah. The, this this cover artist, his name is Greg Crayola Simpkins. His his stuff is a is fucking awesome, dude. I, I love this guy. I, I have his art book also in my 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 wall of books. There you <laughs> go. Those are all art books, graphic novels, art magazines, and at the top are all my figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, audio <laughs> lover, audio viewers, love you to death, but for those that can't see the cover right now, it looks like a three-headed deer uh, with butterfly wings floating over. What is that? Raise up a little bit. Is that a, it's a snail mushroom toadstool thing. 
Like it, it per- <laughs> perfectly encapsulates the surrealism that we were talking about. And yeah, I could, I could see how something like that can like influence just kind of the stuff. What about it in particular? Just like, what about, do you love so much about it? Uh, <clears throat> that it's, that it's not normal. That it's completely not normal. That it's insane, colorful, like just pure insanity. Like that's what I love. I mean, I imagine for you, that's something that you could easily just like get lost in and just like, just, I'm not going to say trip out because that, in, that includes drugs or something like that, but like something that you could just like, yeah, to, clar- what? to clarify to your viewers, I do not do drugs of any kind. <laughs> I don't drink. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. People. Sorry. I don't know. After if you this- look me up. I was gonna say I don't know if they see some of the art pieces they're gonna be like he has to be on something because some of the stuff that you create or whatnot like I am amazed with just like the level of detail and the uh, the 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 amount of flair that goes into it because like seriously the amount of time that you probably dedicate to a piece like it it, it really pays out uh, it really pays off in the end what is exactly is the process for you creating an art piece a surreal art piece if I may ask. Uh, well, first I have to think about it, and then I have to make a little doodle of it in a little notebook, like a rough doodle of it, how it's going to look, mm-hmm. you know, subject to, subject to change. You know, I'm going to change a lot of things probably when I am when I get right down to doing it. I, I do that first, and then I I start. I get a big piece of matte, uh, matte post matte board, like a nice matte board, mm-hmm. and uh, I do... I do line work first with a pencil, you know, to, to make sure everything's in place so I won't make any mistakes. And then I, I draw I draw it all with pencil and then I have to erase all of it. But the I, the good thing is I I draw it on there very hardly with the pencil. When I erase it, you can still see it. And then that's when I draw it in again, but with the marker pen. Okay. And then and then I color it, add all the color, you know. Color placement is color placement for me is very important. Also, like I don't want too much red over here. Or I don't want too much yellow over here. I need a co- I need a color to complement the red and the yellow. Like, oh, how about some green with this red? Or how about some purple with this yellow? Or how about some some blue with this gray? You know, like I got to think about that too. That takes a little while, also. Right, right. And Try then, to find like a, a nice blend where like. It doesn't distract the attention from the main thing, which is the piece as a whole. Yeah, and um, when I'm done with that, I start on the the floor and the background, which I don't know if you noticed, but I really, really love grassy valleys, flat valleys with blue skies and clouds. I, I really, really love that. Like ever since the window, remember the windows yeah, screensaver with the, with the, the windows with the green valley yeah. in the sky. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I love that shit so much. So. There you go. There you go. I remember yeah. I was in a server once and like people were like, we were obviously joking, but we were joking about like, what is the sky actually? And I made the joke of the sky is just actually the Windows 98 screensaver. And people were like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Correct. <laughs> um, Okay, well, I mean, if, if nothing else, I will say whenever you do have that for your background, I think it actually complements the piece because you got this, like, obviously surreal, like, unusual-looking piece, but then, like, blending it in with the, the natural, like, the outdoors, like, just nature in its purest, like, it gives a nice complement to the piece to sort of make what you're trying to get stand out. Is that something you, like, consciously think about, or is that just naturally happens for you? 
Well, yeah, like a blue blue sky with clouds. It's it's really nice for backgrounds, especially for the kind of stuff that I do, because I make a lot of weird looking creatures and faces and and floaty thingies. And that looks really awesome against a blue sky with clouds and a nice grassy field where, where there's nothing like it's like barren and just like this is the only stuff out there. <laughs> and it's, it makes it more trippy looking. Yeah, fair enough. I was going to say, is that kind of like the, the signature creative touch that you add to like all your pieces, that little simple background? Well, yeah, I love doing it, but I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to stray away from it a little bit now. Like I want to do, sometimes I like to do a green sky. Like, I don't know if you saw my, my Halloween piece where it's a clown and it looks all morbid and shit with blood and shit. The sky is green and it looks really nice because it fades out to a nice light green. And that's really nice. I, I think I saw that one, but you might have to send me that piece again. If nothing else, I'll definitely include it in the video version of this podcast. Let oh. people let the people get an understanding. But no, like that, I can get how like trippy and messed up that would be. But like giving it that nice, uh, the the nice eerie touch to it, if I may say so myself, because it's Halloween. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mhm. All right. Uh, I mean, uh. you've already kind of touched on it, but like with all these pieces or whatnot. Like, how much of an influence do the cartoons of your past influence the art that you make now? Oh, um, I, I, I think a good amount or a lot, I guess. Like, um, what was, um, I, I'm, I'm more influenced by Cartoon Network because it was way more, it was way more experimental than Nickelodeon or Disney Channel because they heard, they heard a lot of weird shit on Cartoon Network <laughs> in the early days. And that that spirit, like like MTV, like mm-hmm. that used like in the '90s, that was like the mecca for like weird, trippy, surreal animation and stuff. And now Adult Swim has kind of carried that mantle. Now you know they're still doing that kind of shit, and I I love that. I I, I just want to point out, like it's it's ironic, in fact, that MTV used to be the one that's like the experimental and like the creative, like letting people just do what they want. And nowadays they're known for being basically the cookie cutter of either trashy reality mm-hmm. shows or yeah. twenty hours of ridiculousness. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sucks. It, it, it sucks, but at the same time, at least there is a creative outlet out there. Um, like that and i mean i imagine for you as well like you mentioned you know cartoon network's a major influence and you've already said this before but how much does mad have an influence on your art style as well oh um a lot like um well (laughs) i was talking to this with sal earlier like i love i in mid around middle school like that's when i got into mad and that's when i really got into like basically parody and satire you know i mm-hmm. i started collecting um wacky packages you know those sticker cards yeah i remember <laughs> you those know? cards yeah i started collecting those and i and then that's when i got really got into weird al yankovic yeah <laughs> like i used is. to I used to listen to his music on Rhapsody. If you if you remember Rhapsody, I, re, I re, time out. I'm not that much older, or I'm not. I'm around the same age range as you. I remember Rhapsody for God's sakes. <laughs> I'm not some yes. like I, I'm not two years old. Okay. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, but yeah, I, I used to listen to his to his music on there. I'm a huge, huge Weird Al fan, and um. I was I told this to Sal earlier like I love I love parody but I love it for all the wrong wrong reasons. Uh, really care to elaborate on that? Like um 
like you know all those shitty like spoof movies that came out in the 2000s like the scary movie franchise date movie epic movie disaster movie vampire Mm -hmm. suck dance flick (laughs) etc you know like i love that kind of parody because it's so stupid and immature and just funny and to me it's like a guilty pleasure for me but i love it (laughs) i was gonna say i was gonna mention this later but you love it so much that you basically made a poster of your own trashy parody movie with cartoon movie what influenced what influenced you to make that i had a feeling you were gonna ask about that (laughs) (laughs) i do my research thank you (laughs) so yeah i just wanted to i wanted to make my own thing like that like i was thinking like huh yeah you know mad magazines made fun of a lot of cartoons but i don't they've never made fun of it this way so i was like huh no one's no one's really done it like this like but it's it's actually like it's like it's actually referencing those scary movies like those spoof movies Mm -hmm. and like that i was like i what if i do a poster a movie poster of making fun of current cartoons, like the big cartoons of the 2010s. Like I, I want to round them all up and just put them through the shredder. And I just want, I just want to shit on all of them. And I was like, I'm going to do that. And so I, I got my notebook and I started drawing doodles of all these. How am I going to draw all these characters? How am I going to, how am I going to make shitty jokes that reference their show a little bit? Like, like I want to draw, like I'm probably going to draw Steven just, fucking crying while he's playing his ukulele because steven always cries in steven universe he's always crying like a little baby and and i want to draw star like as like this manic crazy girl because she's she's crazy in that show like she gets super crazy Mm -hmm. so i just want to but i want to combine that with uh, like the other parody character so i was i was like hmm what if I, what if I, instead of drawing the the unicorn girl from Star Versus, you know, what was her name, Ponyhead? Something like that. I was yeah. like, yeah. I instead I'm gonna draw BoJack Horseman's head and cut it off and put it on a put it on a pike and she's holding it. There you go. And yeah. she has like she has like this manic maniac psycho grin on her face and I was like, yes. <laughs> This is exactly what I wanted to do. <laughs> Basically, you just took what was already there with how drastic these characters are. And you just turned up like their expressions up to like 2000, not even 11, 2000 yes. straight up. Yeah, I mean like did you see like um, like okay, like the poster's over here, like over here. I'll be sure to have, have a visual of it on if it's okay with you. I'll be sure to have a visual of it for the people at home. <laughs> oh, oh, you got that thing framed and everything. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah the the only thing that you're missing and i think this would have been perfect is if you had found a way to get spongebob in there as like just this no. corporate like this corporate like carbon copy version of itself like you know it basically is a lot of these days just kind of one of those like it's just nothing but making money like maybe having like like literal like dollar bills flying out of its butt or something i don't know no, I I didn't want to. I wanted. I just wanted to do 2010s cartoons because like it's because I, I it's I, still somewhat relevant. Let's be honest. Yeah, it is. It's still going. But I was like, I like okay. If like if you notice, the 2010s have been crazy. Like with the animation fandom and everything, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of love and a lot of hate. <laughs> it hasn't it hasn't slowed down anytime soon. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and um. Well, yeah, like, cause I wanted to do, I just wanted to 
like I, I love all those shows, obviously. Right. But I wanna, you know, I, I wanna knock them down a peg, you know. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I mean, I think you did that, and, and then some. And it was definitely a very creative piece. Certainly something that no one would really think of unless you know you get the references beforehand. So I applaud you for that one. <laughs> I, I I do want to note though, like with all the the ones that you put in there, like you really nailed down each each show's individual art style like really well. Like you've got that like you, you did a lot of research well, with that one, I imagine. <laughs> well, I had to look at a lot of images, a lot of reference, right? And I had to pose, and I had to pose them in certain ways, you know. <laughs> But, like, even then, like, it's not easy to draw, like, 20 different art styles into one thing. So, you you really got that, like, that's a talent more than anything else. I applaud you for that. <laughs> Thank you. And, um, well, yeah, also placing them the right way because, like, I, I need to put all the shorter characters in the front. Right. Of the taller characters in the back and the tallest in the back also and uh i wanted to get the font right because i i wanted to do the scary movie fonts like in the logo you know so was and that, I, like I based... Ariel black basically <laughs> yeah i based it off i based it more off the the epic movie poster like look it up it's it's yellow in the background with big red logo letters and it has the characters in the front posing and yep. stuff i wanted i wanted to put an unrated sticker on it also like it, like it could be like the dvd covers like you know oh yeah no i know exactly <laughs> what you mean with that one yeah <laughs> is that your type of humor or no <laughs> no no absolutely well, at least it was growing up i remember watching epic movie at least like 20 different times because for some yes. reason that that was like my my silly humor growing up you know yeah it was all our silly humor like i remember everyone in elementary school like just laughing their asses about scary movie three oh, like yeah. the like all the michael jackson jokes that they made, like oh, they yeah. made in every no joke yeah i mean it, it, it was lowbrow humor but at the same time like it's not like they didn't just like have it there to have it there like there was a lot of time and effort definitely making sure that there were some of the jokes that definitely landed. I think they went a little bit more resting on their laurels with uh, later films that they eventually made. But I mean, even then still like it, especially for the time it was something else. Yeah. And uh, like, I also wanted to, I wanted to do that thing where they combine all the titles into, into one saying, you know, like on the, on the top of it, if it says KO the universe, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, force the evil loudly <laughs> yep yep just kind of yeah. the, the, the the silly again easy to get lowbrow humor more than anything else but again like What's... i was gonna say like you were saying like you appreciate that and like obviously there should be some appreciation because again it's not like they just lazily slap something together like there was you know time and effort trying to make sure that the jokes landed more than anything else so i think you did that well with even though it was a simple image that poster you definitely nailed it well yeah, I I wish I wish there were more Nickelodeon shows to that I would that I could have made fun of because the only big one was the Loud House and uh, <clears throat> I guess the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show. But I don't watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, and I was watching the Loud House and I was like, oh, this this I love this show and it's getting praise. I'm gonna I'm gonna knock it down. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say to be fair, I'm pretty sure the Loud House was like the only Nick show that wasn't uh spongebob in the past in, in the entirety of the run of spongebob i think the loud house is the only one to get past season two like it's the only one to get like a season yeah. three and all that stuff so yeah 
Yeah, it it survived the SpongeBob standard. <laughs> like it's like it, it's still going, and mm-hmm. I I think it won. I think it won the Kids Choice Award for best cartoon. Did it? I think SpongeBob, SpongeBob won. won. Yeah, SpongeBob always won, and it was like, what the fuck? And it's like, well, I think the last one. There was one year to where it didn't win, and I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember the one year it didn't win? No. It lost to Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> Nice. I, I've never. I need to watch that show. I haven't seen oh, it. Oh <laughs> my goodness! You want to talk like, if you want to talk, especially with like what you do with your surreal stuff, especially with like the the elements and stuff, the way that they it applies the elements and includes like the earth, obviously earth, fire, you know, wind, yeah. water, like the way that they illustrate that or whatnot. It's something else, and like. What's what's great is I don't know if you saw this, but the people behind that show they were gonna be part of the live action Netflix deal, but that fell through. But mm-hmm. now they have their own studio with Nickelodeon to where they're gonna be making original content through there. Oh yeah, because uh, Nickelodeon and Netflix have teamed up basically. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, it was gonna be like the which live is, action deal, which which is weird because now we now that we have Paramount Plus and all the Nickelodeon stuff going there like are they still going to be partners with with netflix because have you seen have you seen glitch text i have not seen glitch text but i'm aware of all the hype for it It, it's it's great it's a fun show it's 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 by nickelodeon Mm -hmm. it uses a lot of (laughs) this might be a turnoff but it uses a lot of gamer lingo (laughs) well i mean a lot that's bound to happen if you know the the, if you got if people know the uh description of the show which is basically fixing the glitches here from games yeah, but that might be a turnoff for some people, but I, I love it. It's it's an awesome show. It's well animated. It looks really awesome. It's got a nice charm to it. It's got a nice charm to it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like how you have a nice charm with your sort of surreal art. I have to ask, I know we talked about some of your other pieces. What has been your proudest piece so far? Like, what's the one that you can showcase to people and be like, this is basically the best representation of myself I have? Uh, I think uh, my my Alfred E. Newman piece. Oh, have you yeah. seen it? I've seen that piece. That yeah. is amazing what you did with that one. Yeah, because I, I had that idea like in the back burner for ages. And I was like, I, I, I need to do this now. Like, I have to do this now. I want to do this idea. So, and I finally, finally got my lazy ass to do it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. How long did it take you to make that piece, if I may ask? Yeah. The what? How long did it take you to make that piece? Um, I think like maybe a month. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. That's maybe a month and a half. I don't know. That's what it felt. That's what it felt like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what? That's fair, especially with all the detail that went into that one. Another one that I saw that I absolutely loved, uh, was Pan Pizzas, the Rebel Taxi dude, the one he did for that one. I was. <laughs> I was actually going to ask if you've ever heard of Pan Rebel Taxi and of, of his podcast. I of course yeah. I have. Are you, are you sad about Nolan? It is what it oh. is. <laughs> but yeah. I, Damn it, Jimmy. I, I, I went for it, man. Okay, whatever. Anyways, but the Rebel Taxi piece, how did that one come to be? Well, basically the the same thing i, I want to do rebel pan pizza in my style and i i've always i've been watching his videos for like since he started practically and uh like wanted to put elements of him in it like he's a big fan of 
the Topo Chico mineral water. So, so a mineral water. So I drew one in there, and he, he loves his goth girls. So I drew like a a gothic hand going through him, and like uh, like a little TV on the like a little TV that has Cartoon Network on it. Just little details like that, putting it in this piece because I I love Penn, and I want to do the perfect homage to him like just put everything in there that he loves and that he represents and just put it all in this piece in my style there we go there you go i never realized at least talking right now i never realized how much planning goes into one of your pieces or whatnot because i imagine there's a good bit of research especially if it's like dedicated to a certain person or a certain topic i never realized how much like time and effort goes into making something like that so yeah man i i gotta i gotta think about it like for a long periods of time, I guess now, cause um, also cause I, I I work like I work like four day I work like Monday through Thursday, but when I get home, I'm all, I'm super tired and uh, but I I'm like I gotta I gotta I gotta get this done and I I gotta do some some doodles of what I'm gonna do next and uh, uh would you like to, would you like to see what I'm doing right now? Uh, you know what? It's a nice little teaser. After, in fact, people are going to be seeing the thing when they click on the video, but I'd love to see it. Uh, it's not colored completely. Only a little bit is colored right now, but all the line work is done, and uh, let me get it. Uh, that's the part that's colored. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, the, line work, the line work is is done i just need to color it and uh detail background floor all of it everything that is incredible right there is there is there a uh a deeper meaning behind this piece other than just you know wanting to to do the or is there my my stuff is pure style over su- style, no substance, man. Okay, okay, no, no, no. mostly. There's, yeah. there's no shame in that, especially when the style is as good as that, like it's as clean as that is too. Goodness. Yeah, because I, I love style over substance. I, like, I don't, I don't care. Sometimes, like, well, if it has a good story and it hooks me in, but like, I, I just want to look at the like cartoons, like, um that have the awesome, I uh, have an awesome art style. Like, I just want to look at this thing. Cause this looks beautiful. Like, like, like who's your, like, like who's your favorite, like artist art style of cartoons? What's your favorite? Ooh, mm, that's a good question. Uh, you know what? Number one art style. I would have to say Jorge Gutierrez, you know, the person behind El Tigre, oh, Book yeah. of Life, like, like the, the nice little Latino, like, you know, classic yes. uh, Mexican flair that he adds yes. to his stuff. I love yes. that. Yes, I love, I love his art style too. I, I need to get his art book and add it to my collection. <laughs> I need to get yeah, him on I, this podcast. <laughs> yes, you need to. You need to get Owen Dennis also and Vivzy Pop. You need to try to get them, okay. man. Get them. Okay, first off, Vivzy is like top two or three people I want on this podcast. Number one is this guy behind me, Tyler the Creator. So, oh, you get him too. Yeah, so, and and get Owen Dennis also. <laughs> Have you I, seen Infinity Train? I've, been I, I've seen, I've, I saw the pilot and I've seen a few episodes, but I definitely need to sit down and watch the entire series. Again, I just need HBO Max. That's the number one issue for me. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. For, f- fuck Paramount Plus, get HBO Max. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not say that. But at the same time, <laughs> love, love what I, you love. I, 
with HBO Max. <laughs> I was going to say, love what you want. If you want HBO or if you want Paramount Plus, go for it. But for me, I need HBO Max because I, I relate a lot closer to that, to the shows that are on there more than I do Paramount Plus. So. Yeah, man. It's it's like the whole Warner Brothers library, man. That's that's my shit growing up, man. The whole Warner Brothers lot that isn't Animaniacs on Hulu. Um. <laughs> I know that's weird, but I that was the reason for that is because um that's like the an Animaniacs individual deal. Show, well, it, the show was already done before yeah. HBO Max launched. I guess I think that's what happened. That's probably what it was because I mean the you know shows take at least two or three years to be created. Like, yeah, with animation. So, but uh, but we're getting new Tiny Toons and yes. uh, and also um, C H Greenblatt, the creator of Chowder. He's doing the Jellystone show with all yes. that the Hanna Barbera. That's that... of course Kowski's new stuff, like his new um, Unicorn Unicorn Warriors Eternal show. I'm excited right, for that. I want right. to see. That, that's the beautiful thing about all these streaming services now is the fact that you know there's a lot more animation being created because they need something to fill up those back catalogs more than anything else but it's like the animation that they're bringing on and they're doing and stuff like it's 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 stunning more than anything else yeah like i'm i'm super like i have a few friends like who don't who just hate modern animation <laughs> and they hate anime and i'm like you guys are so stupid and like <laughs> Like guys are so dumb. They're, they're, they're like, ignorant I, because they they have that instant connection of cartoons for kids, which is a stigma that needs to be broken. For God's sakes. Yeah, well, a few of them like a few a few modern shows. Like they really like one of them really loves Rick and Morty, and and I'm like, what? If you love Rick and Morty, why don't you love this show? And like, it's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> but I'm I'm that's why I'm super. Like, that's why I'm super excited for, like, animation now. Yes. Like, do you know how much, you know how much content we're getting now? Like, when we were kids, we didn't give a shit about, like, if a new season was coming. Like, we didn't even, we didn't even know if it was coming. We didn't know when new episodes... Well, sometimes they, they said, like, in the commercial when the episode was going to premiere. But most of the time, we didn't know. Yeah. Like, we... And... Yeah, but also what draws... What draws... What turns people off now is, like, you know how modern cartoons now are more serialized. Like they're not, they're not very episodic anymore. You know, you can't just jump into a random episode and enjoy it from there. You need to watch it from the very beginning to right. understand what the hell is going on. Which is a major reason why, you know, all these streaming services are getting all the praise because you can watch that stuff in chronological order whenever you want, instead of just, you know, having to keep up week to week and all this stuff. But yeah, I mean, you, I have to ask, you talk a yeah. lot about animation is animation potentially something you'd like to try a hand in in your future? Like, would you love to make an, an animated short or animated series at some point? Um, I want to make, I, I want to make more. <laughs> if you have, if you've been on my, my YouTube channel, <laughs> which has nothing on there, like there's a, there's a, there are a few <laughs> like shitty stop motion animations that I did that are only like 10 seconds long. But that's what that's I only made those because I really love stop motion and like that's a that's a very hard form of animation to do. But I, I want to do more of that. I want to do more. Ten out of ten, better than Art. Better than Tim Burton. Better than like. Okay, let us stretch. <laughs> yeah. Coraline is still their Coraline's still their best movie. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know what? Like storyline wise, yes. Animation, like stop motion wise, I'd have to say like Missing Link really was like steps and bounds from Coraline. It was. I I saw oh, actually, it. I thought it was actually. Sorry, I take that back. Kubo, that's the one that yeah, has like the best stop motion yeah, animation. Yeah, that's the one I was gonna say. Like Missing Link was good. It was it was good, but Kubo, that was amazing. Like yes. that looks so good. Like the character and, uh, designs that happened for that one, everything. Yeah, and my sisters, my sisters and I love Paranorman. That's a great one, also. I mean, yeah. they haven't they haven't really had a bad movie yet. They've had underappreciated movies, but none of their movies have ever been bad. Yeah, but they're they're not getting those box office numbers, unfortunately, and. Uh, not yet. I yeah. think their next. I think their next movie is. Uh, I I I heard rumors that they were gonna make a Superman. And is it is and I was like, is it gonna be stop motion like in their style? Because that would be freaking awesome. <laughs> I would love to see a stop motion Superman. Just just to say that's been done more than anything else. That would be unique more than anything. Yeah, I think I think that's what they're working on. I think. <laughs> okay. If that if that's a possibility, I'd love to see. Well, I, you know, I kind of teased at it, but you know what? It's time to bust out old Mr. Moneybags. Let's say I am an executive nope. that's got connections to anyone and anyone in the industry and has just funds to give you. I come up to him like, look, Jimmy, we love what you do. We appreciate everything. Like, your art is absolutely amazing. We want to help create the Dream Jimmy Alonzo Project. What would be the Dream Jimmy Alonzo Project with no restrictions or anything? Um, Maybe my own animation or just media studio okay and sal would be on it sal would be working on it too <laughs> yay <laughs> and and the stuff that i would love to make would it would like artists now like big artists like you know like they make they make like designer toys mm-hmm. and shirts and like like they make a lot of posters and stuff for for like for events and certain people like um like uh you, do you know cause the artist cause not off the top of my head but i'm sure if you describe some of the stuff i'll know exactly yeah. what you're talking about his his logo i don't know if you've seen it but his art style it always uses the he has a character named companion it's a skull and crossbones and it has cross eyes i and, know exactly uh, what you're talking about a- yes yeah, you know how he did he did the album cover for Kanye West some um, 808s and heartbreak right, and yes. uh he did he designed like the whole like one year he designed the MTV Video Music Awards like he did that he did the Moon Man in his style and uh he's done a lot of stuff like that. I have one of his art books. There you go. <laughs> and um <clears throat> and like stuff like that. Like design stuff in my style and make a bunch of like sculptures like and um like do album more album covers for people i love doing album i like i love music and i want to do more album covers for bands and singers nice you know that'd be something that i'd love to to see like especially because the fact that i've seen your art style and i know what you can do possible like I imagine with like less restrictions or like, you know, at least with an influence from like an artist or something like that, I would love to see just like the trippy and messed out thing you can do for certain artists and such. So, yeah. Yeah. Also, I I need to, I need to collaborate with, (laughs) with artists more. Well, I I was gonna say more than anything else, you need to like branch out and like get yourself a lot more out there than you already are. Like you really need to let people know or like, you know, 
hey, if you want, I could try to get some connections as well because I, I, you know, I'm always trying. You know, I, I'm always here to try to give you the platform you deserve. Mm-hmm. Can confirm. I got connections from him. <laughs> yeah. <I sell. laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, he can confirm. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I just want to make more stuff for people and make my own stuff. <laughs> no, that that's that's wonderful. And I, 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 you know, well, I'll get to my praises a little later. For now, let's let me let me finish up some of the questions I do have. Let's start with this next question. Where do you hope to see yourself, say, five, ten years from now with your art? Oh boy, <laughs> I knew this was coming. Uh, <laughs> I don't know well, what you didn't expect. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, still be alive. <laughs> That's a good and, start. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just um, well, yeah, I guess get more people to see my stuff and get more jobs, more jobs from people to do stuff for them. Like I like you know I get a lot of messages and stuff and uh, like on Instagram or Twitter or whatever of people who say hey man I, I want you to do an album cover for me or I want you to do this flyer for my event and stuff you know just keep doing stuff like that and maybe maybe do some more animation like some more stop motion like I said because I I love motion <laughs> no that that's that's a good thing to definitely love and I would love to see more of that myself. Uh... As we're winding down, I'll ask this one. I'll ask this last question. Um, obviously, you know, with what you produce, it, it's art. There's no denying that. How important is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole? Um, it's it's. I got into it's what I love, man. Like ever since I was a kid, I was like, I can make my own things, man. And I, and you know, like watching other people's art, like just watching cartoons, like just copy drawing spongebob over and over or just all the cartoon network stuff and and like 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 cartoons like i love cartoons like i'm, I'm a huge man child me and sal are man children like we, <laughs> we we're gonna we're never gonna stop watching cartoons ever like no matter how stupid they are like i don't want to keep watching them and you know and that inspires me to make more stuff you know Make more trippy, surreal, psychedelic arts that that a lot of people like. Like, like I feel like like a psychedelic art doesn't get a lot of praise because it's I guess it's put under lowbrow art or whatever. Like, you know, like just stuff like that. And con- well, it's it's contemporary also I think, but well, pop surrealism I guess that's what it's called now. And um, <clears throat> you know, like. You can you can get to the top by doing that kind of art also. So I was like, yeah, I want to do that. Okay. I mean, with that, I, that's a good way to describe it. I mean, like you said, it basically, it, it is you. Like, without art, there is no Jimmy Alonzo. Am I right in assuming that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. With that, I'm all out of questions. Um, I've already showered you with enough praise, but I'm going to shower you with some more because it's my podcast. I do what I want. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, firstly, I want to say thank you to Sal for recommending me to you because he was my exposure to you. All right. Um, I, I like whenever I first saw the, yep. <laughs> there's that thumbs up again. 
whenever I first saw your art, like I was instantly like entranced with it, like with how surreal and how, cause I, I'm one that appreciates that kind of art because more than anything else, I can sense like the, the vibe or like the emotion that goes into something like that. Cause I know that doing something like that emotionally, it must not be easy. Like just putting yourself all out there. But I mean, you know, at the same time, like, you know, if that's, if this is what you're doing now and like, you're doing it more or less, you know, because it's your passion, not because it's your career, I can only just imagine, like, whenever you get more of those opportunities, like, to work with others, like, I can only imagine just how above and beyond you'll be able to go with those. So, for that, I just want to say thank you for what you do. I really appreciate it, and I will be rooting for you every single step of the way to see more and more and more. Yeah, man, uh, and thank you for what you do. I love <laughs> – I've been listening to your podcast a lot lately. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, your show is awesome, man. That's why I'm saying get get Vibsy Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Again, she is like top two or three. All right. That's something that I really want. But at the same time, like you got to realize she's got a million different things going on for her as well. I can't exactly just jump in line just yet. If you get her, can me and Sal be on that episode? <laughs> I can't guarantee that. I, I'll tell you what. I'll be more inclined to guarantee the Owen Dennis one if I can get him on. How about that? Yes. Get him. Get him. Yeah, can, can we be on that episode? <laughs> <laughs> if, if I can get him, that, that I certainly can't. Also, I forgot to mention this. I want to thank you for I, – I, I think I mentioned this before, but thank you for the thumbnail you did help me out with with the Holiday Kiss uh, one earlier this year. Um, I know it may have been not fully in your wheelhouse for what usually was, but, like, dude, like, after we got a little bit of confusion down – you nailed it. Like it was absolutely stunning. And I absolutely loved it. Even the, the initial first draft of it as I like, I loved that one. I wanted to like, as much as I liked that one, I wanted to get what I envisioned first off, but like, no, what you did or whatnot at the end, like it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I still have the, hang on. Let me see. Where is it? Let me see if I still have that, that rough sketch. You still have that rough sketch. Yeah, let me see. Where is it? Just a second, my friend. I'll get back to you right well, away. Well, he's looking try to get on the Rebel Taxi Pizza Party mm. podcast. That, <laughs> yeah, that... get on the podcast. Get on his podcast, too. I, You know what? <laughs> I can certainly try, but there's only so much I can do. Like, he's got – you've seen the people he brings on his own podcast. I don't think he'll be bothered with little old me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean – there was Nero's cue on his podcast. He's made a video ragging on Rebel Taxi and then brought him on. So <laughs> if yeah. Nero's cue can be on there, so can you. Yeah. I'll certainly at least make the try or, or make the jump for it or someone make a hashtag for it or something. Sal, do you have a question for him? <laughs> one or whatever? I don't want to ask him anything whatever. Oh, you're here. You're here also. No, 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 no. no. Time out, time out. I'll do this. Jimmy, do you have any questions for me since you want to be Mr. Interviewer right now? <laughs> Well, oh wait, first of all, let me show let me show you the that's Yeah, that is absolutely amazing. You gotta send that to either me or if I can get the artist who send it to her to send it to them, Holiday Kiss. You gotta send that to me because yeah. that's just legit. What did yeah, what did Holiday Kiss say about my thumbnail? Oh, she absolutely. sorry, they absolutely loved it. They really did. Like I, oh, I remember I remember they, I sent I sent them both versions and basically the reaction was holy shit, like that's good. <laughs> and i was <laughs> really <laughs> yeah dead serious like 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 i how should i word this like seriously i know i had my vision in mind but you somehow like went above and beyond what my vision was so i applaud you for that one 
Yeah, I've never done a, I've never done thumbnail art before. <laughs> that was my first one, and thank you for choosing me yeah. again to do it. Well, it's one of those like like I had seen their uh, cover for the EP that they had, and I knew that I needed something a little bit more surreal than the usual take. And you were literally the first person to come to mind whenever I thought surreal art. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. What do, what questions do I have for you? Speaking of thumbnail, can I thank you when I had an idea for the thumbnail for this one? Please don't use it. I mean, he's the one that's going to be drawing it, so you let him know and we'll go from there. <laughs> oh, he's already seen it. I drew it while I was in this house before the podcast started. Mm. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah. Well, you should, yeah, Tyler, the creator would be awesome too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you never, you never tried asking, um, <laughs> Andre 3000? <laughs> I don't know how to contact Andre 3000. If I could, I would. I, I was lucky enough to get the guy who directed Class of 3000, Joe Horn, yeah. on the podcast. I I didn't finish I didn't finish watching that episode, but did they bring up uh, why Class of 3000 was canceled? Did it you was, guys talk about that? We, we mentioned it. Like I had talked about it, and like for, at least for <laughs> them on their behalf, it was canceled like while they were in the middle of producing the current season or whatnot. So they like at least finished uh-huh. that one out. So like, there wasn't like any, like the main question I asked was, was there like any plans past season two or whatnot? But there really wasn't cause it was canceled while they were still making season two. So. Huh. Cause, cause um, <laughs> Pan mentioned it in his video of top 10 animated bands. Like he mentioned the reason why it was canceled is because um, Andre's, partner I, I think big boy i think he sued cartoon network because he had an mm. idea for a show like that no, in the no, no, early no, no, night no, no, no. It, it wasn't big boy it was someone else but there was but they were kind of right big boy didn't sue but it was someone else who claimed to have the idea to where they went to court about it and joe did even bring this up he was talking about how um what was it one of his one of his proudest moments was even in that lawsuit. One of the things that he enjoyed hearing was that Class of Three Thousand was considered an educational broadcast, like considering the fact that it was influenced on music and such. That was something that he was personally proud of. But no, it was someone else who had this idea apparently in the '90s. But apparently, it was too vague for there to really go forth, anyways. And the show, like, there was no lawsuit or anything. It was the case was eventually dropped. But by that point, the the show had been long and gone, so there was no point bringing it back sadly well if, if that yeah well if that if that was the case i'd assume well okay because classic 3000 that was that was one of the that was that's a cartoon that was very ambitious because like uh, that every each episode had to have a music video and each music video was in a different art style so i think that would be very very ambitious in the 90s <laughs> That is true. That is true. I mean, it wasn't so much the ambition of like having a music video like that for every single week or whatnot, but sort of the concept of like, you know, a teacher teaching, you know, kids music and like through music and stuff. That idea was the part that was being disputed. And even then, for God's sakes, there was other shows like that for years on end. Magic School Bus. You just basically described Magic School Bus right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also, I don't know. Uh, did they ever? Did they ever get more musical guests on Class of Three Thousand? Yes. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, I remember. Well, I mean, it's one of those if you have to look at the credits for this one. But the people that they brought on for some of the the songs or whatnot were not just like the people in the wheelhouse. If I'm not mistaken, the Christmas episode alone had Fergie and Little John in it. 
Oh, I did, huh? Yeah, did yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah, I, I saw the Christmas special, but I don't remember it much anymore. Yeah. And then what was it? Joe actually talked about this. There were certain times to where Andre couldn't meet his deadline when it comes to uh, mm-hmm. like the music videos and such. So Joe would actually bring in a guy by the name of Debo, and like he would make some of the songs, especially like the Christmas special. Those songs were by Debo. Those weren't by Andre. Mm-hmm. Which song was your favorite from Class of 3000? Oh, uh, for me personally, at least when it comes to, like, the one that hit me the most, Life Without Music. The art style was great for that one. The song was, like, very soulful and everything, so. What, was that the one where it was black and white and jazzy? No, no, that's a different one. Though That one was also good. No, this huh. was the one that was, like, it looked like it was scribbled with, like, crayons or whatnot. But, like, as they're playing, oh. the, like, you know, the instruments are, like, falling out of the sky and, are, like, going away and stuff. <laughs> that that reminds me of some of my favorites on there where um everybody do the crayon yeah that, <laughs> one, was a good that, one? that one was a good one as and, well um and uh banana zoo <laughs> you remember that, that one that was a great one that was also um, a great one richer a richer shade of blue that one was a good one that yeah and uh the and uh the black and white one that was really jazzy i, I really love that one too and uh the one with uh the one with the girl with was it was the episode where she met new friends and they had a music video. Um, yeah, uh, it was called um, like Kitty Pow Pow or something like that. What? It was called Cool Kitty. Cool yeah. Kitty, yes. No, that that, that yeah, was that was, was that was one of the episodes that uh, Joe even like mentioned up because like part of the process or whatnot was like Andre. The so here's the funny thing: those music videos yeah. weren't supposed to. I'm sure you probably. I don't know how far you got in it, but those music videos initially weren't supposed to be a new one every single week. That was Andre wanting to do that. All right. He like the way Joe wanted to go about it was like have the same song like for like, you know, a good couple of weeks so they can emphasize more on the music videos. But Andre's like, yeah, no, I'm going to make a new one every single week. Just just because I want to. <laughs> yes, Andre. Yes. Thank you, Andre. Thank you. Because um, well, well, I, mean, like... I was going to say creative wise, it's understandable. But like or, but Joe was thinking more of like the like time wise trying to make sure that these things met their deadline and everything. Yeah. There was a TV schedule. So yeah. <laughs> what was and, that? Um, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think there was a like two week turnaround, like to make every episode, if I'm not mistaken. Like, um, like, what do you mean? Like, like I, I believe it's either the music videos themselves or like the shows, they had like two weeks, like to make like, or I go back and listen to the podcast. I'll be sure that you'll be sure to know what I'm talking about. Um, also, I was going to say, I encourage you to listen to that as well, because the character, the influences for the characters that we talked about, there was one person in particular that we talked about and the video version I made sure to include basically Eddie, you know, the rich, the rich blonde hair kid or whatnot. When you see his influence, like Tom- the what voice by Tom Kenny. <laughs> yes. Voice by Tom, Tom Kenny. But, Whenever you see his, like, what inspired his character design, you will laugh like crazy because me and my friends all laughed like crazy when we saw the photo. <laughs> oh, I got to see that episode again. I got to finish that episode there then. There we go. If you, if you think, yeah, if you see it, man, like, Car- Cartoon Network was the home for hip-hop. Like, we had is? Andre 3000, um, Del, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. He guest appeared in an episode of Craig of the Creek. Yep. Uh, Nicki Minaj was on Steven Universe, and Chance the Rapper did music for the movie. And uh, um, what was it? Uh, Childish Gambino and Tyler the Creator were on an episode yeah. of the regular show. 
yes, they were on regular show that too, and and the Adult Swim too. They did. Did you ever have you ever? Do you remember uh, a TV movie they did called Freaknik the Musical? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah. No. Yes, with T Pain and all the yes, rappers yes. and shit. I was gonna yeah. say, so here's another funny thing. I don't know how far you got with the episode with uh, Joe Horn. Did you know that Classic 3000 was initially supposed to be it wasn't even supposed to be Andre's show on Cartoon Network? Mm, it was. was it was supposed to be a Adult Swim show for George Clinton. Uh, oh shit, George! Oh, oh, that reminds me. Like Pan, Pan talked about it in a video. Like he, he, he said like, ah, uh, um, like he, he showed a clip of a cartoon that Bootsy Collins was gonna do, and and I was like. The, the animation was terrible, but the arts, like the designs for the characters, looked awesome. And I was like, "Oh my god, what if, what if Bootsy Collins and George Clinton made a, a cartoon like yeah, like exactly. right now?" Also, right now, I I don't know if Kanye West and Kid Cudi are still gonna make that Kid See Ghosts cartoon, or if Kid Cudi's still gonna do that show for Netflix. I don't know if he's still gonna do that. I don't know. Uh, if nothing else, I'm sure just like anything Kanye does, it's like so deep in development. Who knows when it when it actually becomes reality. <laughs> Because <laughs> they they showed a, they showed footage of it already yeah. and it looks awesome. Mm -hmm. it yeah, does. it does. I hope it comes out <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Um, go ahead and plug your stuff for the people at home. Uh you can follow you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, DeviantArt, Tumblr, um, Art and Art Station, and um, Pixiv. <laughs> You have a red bubble store and my red bubble store. You can check that out too. I'll you want merch or art. You want merchandise with my art on it. There it is. The link is on my, in the bio and my Instagram. And I'll be sure to have those links in the description below. Do you have any final Thank words? You. No problem. Do we have, do you have any final words before we sign off? Um, if you're, <laughs> if you're drawing and uh, keep drawing and never, ever, 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 ever stop drawing. Go. Never. <laughs> Do what? What did you say? What did you say, Sal? Speak closer. I said I. I said I never stopped. He pointed to me when he said never stop. I said I never stopped. I went to digital. There you go. There you go. That's how you got your logo. Yeah. That's how you got your awesome logo, buddy. That's how I got my awesome logo. But with that, all I have left to say is hasta luego, mi amigos. <laughs> Goodbye, my friend. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.